It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And we are being joined here by our uh, special guest co host here, uh, Larry Hankin. Uh, he he stepped away for a second, but he's coming back right now. Uh, we'll give him a minute to set up here. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here. We're live right now, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I I just had to shut off the phone. It, so it rang just as you guys came on. <laughs> no, no, no worries. worries. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so a lot of uh, a lot of you may uh, know Larry from a lot of uh, uh, movies. One in particular, uh, Adam Sandler's Billy Madison. He's also been on shows such as Seinfeld, Home Improvement, uh, Friends. He was known as uh, Mr. Heckles and Friends. Uh, so uh, well, so wonderful to have you on the show with us here, Larry. And I uh, hope you're doing well today. Oh, so far so good. Is a storm outside? Right. I was going to say you haven't floated away yet, right? <laughs> no, but I there was actually for the first time ever they did it. I was watching television and they actually had an alert and there's a flood flooding in my area. It said I, I got that wow, one too. Man. Luckily, I'm on the sixth floor. There you go. <laughs> that always works out. That always works out. Yeah, well, if you're but, not I, but then I can't get out i mean i'm safe up here right but i can't i can't drive my car I, i'm in i'm in a zone i looked that up on a naval map of the uh, the tides in the next five years i'm i'm in a wet zone oh man <laughs> get, your wet suit, get your wet suit, get your wetsuit ready so <laughs> well so, it's, yeah. it's it's the next five years are going to be interesting that's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 wonderful to have you here. And uh, I wanted to just say hello to everybody that's joined the stream right now. Uh, we got uh, Joe Andrew as saying that he's also seeing you in Breaking Bad, Magnets. Uh, so, I mean, you have a lot of people that know you here, Larry. And then uh, Larry's IMDb is longer than my arm. Yeah, no, exactly. We also got right here. We have uh, JC Strickland. Hey, Dave Navarro, Jeremy Miller, and Larry Hankin. Best wishes to all of you from Hudson, New York. Larry, I love you on Home Improvement. So there's another uh, one. We were just talking about that. So, yeah. We're just talking about that, actually. So great to have you here, and Jeremy. It's wonderful to finally see you here, man. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of people that so some sort of concern for your health and well-being or whatever it was. Yes. You know. I, 
I very much appreciate the outpouring of concern, everybody. I'm doing much better. I fully recovered from the flu. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't COVID. Uh, tested multiple times, but it was the worst flu I've had in over 30 years. Um, wow. It just laid me out. And then unfortunately, right as I was starting to recover, I threw my back out horribly. So I ended up basically bedridden for another five, six days. So <sighs> it was it was not fun, but I'm doing great. I'm up, I'm moving, I'm healthy, and I'm feeling good. So thank you all for baby. your concern. Oh, a, we were I, concerned. I, I, I appreciate that. I know you were, Larry. He he doesn't matter. Especially. So, yeah. Such a baby. Where, where, where? My back, my flu. God, could you like, God, just get over it. All right, put some Robitussin on it. You'll be okay. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, did you, did you maybe like, do you think you might have gotten it over at the Hollywood show? Because uh, as we all know, you were at the Hollywood show doing autograph signings as well. So no, certainly not blaming the show, but anytime you're going to be around a large amount of people, and that was a choice that I made. And again, when I'm in those, because I've done the things that I've needed to do that, you know, make me feel safer. Um, you know, I don't wear my mask because I mean, and people don't crowd me, but I take pictures with people. I'm close to people. There were people with the sniffles. There were people who, you know, maybe coughed a few times. So, I mean, it's very possible I could have picked up a bug while I was there. It's not, you know, any big deal. You go to the store. I mean, in normal times, the dark I mean, ages, you would have been stoned to death. Exactly. Or, or bloodlet, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, all jokes aside, glad to see that you're doing better. Glad to see that you're healthy, Thank you me. know, because it's really tough to find another co-host, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it'd be a very, very like hard process to find somebody to replace you. So see, I'm irreplaceable. There we no, go. You, you heard it here, folks. He said no. it. No, it's a, no, I'm saying it's a long and has, it's a hassle. I'm not saying you're not irreplaceable. <laughs> Anyways, got everybody on the show. And as we traditionally have it, of course, we are going to start that hashtag trend, hashtag Jeremy, get a TikTok, uh, because he refuses to get a TikTok. So I am force feeding him uh, these TikTok videos. This one in particular uh, is from a TikTok follower that I actually follow her, actually, because she's just, she's hilarious. She makes fun of a lot of tea of a lot of movies and she kind of remakes movies in her own style this is her version actually of uh jurassic park take a look welcome to jurassic park If the kids just contained the dinosaurs are super strong. I mean, I would hope so. That would be very poor planning and constructing. Wait, if kids are just as unbreakable as the Titanic was unsinkable. All right. What? The T-Rex that I get will have to get the last one back on Tootsie. The T-Rex has got me. Oh, no, they're rather than side character. My name's Thomas. When? When? What? I think that's it. I think I summarized all the Jurassic Park movies. So that was a brief summary of all the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Um, man, I love her commitment and the very dry nature of her delivery. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. She has other ones, too. She has Harry Potter, and I'll, I'll probably put a Harry Potter one on here. Larry, Larry what do you think of the, of the TikTok? Well, it's certainly avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it happens. It happens. Anyways, uh, uh, aside from that, we also have another one too. Uh, this one actually has to do with a coworker just feeling concerned from another coworker's, you know, health. I mean, I don't see she did anything or asked anything wrong. Take a look. My coworker said that her throat was itchy, and so my response naturally was it's probably those kids in there playing tag, and now I have a meeting with HR. All she asked was if her throat was okay. I mean, God, she took it the wrong way. <laughs> you know, I, I've been interested in getting on TikTok and doing something on TikTok because they're only like a minute or less. Or Is there any time uh, rules on TikTok? You can actually, the, the, from what I understand, from the rule of thumb is if you have over a thousand followers, they give you like t a 10 minute uh window no, but if you start off then, just starting off you know no, starting off you get boom. like starting off i think you get anywhere from a minute to three minutes to go three ahead minutes. and so i've been working on 30 seconds to a minute larry and... i i would he might larry if larry started doing tiktok i might actually get tiktok because i would want to so, see that <laughs> yeah so and now you just because i don't i don't watch it but i keep on hearing about it and and trying to you know and I know it's a it's a vein, it's a platform, you know, just like any other platform. So I'm yeah. trying to think of what I should do, but just seeing these two samples of of TikTok, uh, I'm like the Steven Spielberg of of TikTok. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I would kill would, to see would, what you do. Without just 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 talking or putting on dead air for like thirty seconds, and <laughs> you'd be surprised. Way ahead of the game. You'd be surprised. I got one yeah. last one for you guys. I got one last one for you guys okay, right here. Yeah, let's see it. And this one has to do with Generation X. Oh so boy. this is this will be something that you guys uh, might because I'm I'm actually borderline Gen X millennial. That's that's where I am. So this one right here might be uh, for uh, for you guys. I don't know. So go ahead and take a look. Gen X. How did, How did you guys, you guys do, it? do it? How did, How did you, you stay, stay out, out of the, the generational, generational hate war? That's a real easy one to answer. We, we just don't give a fuck. We never, we never have. have. Our, Our own, own parents didn't even like us. So why would we give a shit if anybody else did? We were literally a bunch of feral kids that ran the streets and lived and died by the streetlight and drank from the magical gardens. We got our asses whooped by other people's parents when we stepped out of line. Our social media consisted of meeting up a bunch of friends in the woods and a bar and in the fields and shooting each other with BB guns. We were never told we were special and we did not receive participation trophies. Basically, it boils down to we like to be left alone. <laughs> I would have to agree. I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it up better. That's what that is. Hold on, say that again, Larry. I didn't hear catch that. It's agiprop. Ah. It's 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 po it's political bullshit. It's it's political. It's propaganda. It's they're using TikTok well, stupidly, oh, yes. but right on. <laughs> yeah and, and just so you guys know uh yeah i understand uh jeff i got i got your message yeah uh we well, he was reading that wasn't he reading that he was reading somebody was holding a card outside of that windshield i'm sure he had notes definitely <laughs> no doubt no yeah, doubt I mean, just and, and i wanted to apologize to our audience uh yeah i know that you guys receive echoes that's that has to do with the system here it has nothing to do with me so i apologize i had a time for the little bit of the echoes from the tiktok videos so uh, no, but, i mean that's like worldwide i mean you it's like not deal. It's like cops not dealing with criminals. 
you know, it's you if you got the internet, you got to deal with TikTokers. I mean, yeah, right? you have to deal with it. You <laughs> can either ignore it or whatever, but it's here. It, it, it exists. It definitely in is. Your face. It definitely is. Now we're going to go ahead and uh, move on with our news. Uh, we got a couple of offlandish news stories for everybody here today. We're going to start off. Jeremy, you found something out. Uh, is it Florida again or somewhere else? Something about a gangster grandma. So, no, this is uh, Washington, D.C., actually. and um, Washington, wow. We're out of Florida? Yeah, we're out of Florida for once <gasps> on this. Oh, <gasps> A beloved woman known by the community members members as grandma, who has been in a cancer battle, was leaving her house to go to chemotherapy, and a 15-year-old tried to carjack her. 15, so, 15. 15 years wow. old. So oh. the woman said, next thing I know, he walked up talking about, give me your keys, I got a gun. I said, baby, you better shoot me because you ain't getting my car. And he got in the car and tried to force her out. She tried to drag him out of the car and started calling for help. So neighbors and family came running. The suspect tried to run away. He was caught. And she jumped out of the car and said, oh, you going to jail today? And uh, <laughs> basically, the kid had to be transported to the hospital before being taken to jail for injuries suffered from the hands of the community. And... Um, the police basically said they said it's a wonder he's not dead. The woman told the reporter on 22nd Street, he didn't know where he was. Nobody in this boy's, uh, nobody's seen this boy in our neighborhood ever. Wow. Well, just a, 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 me, a, a, me, a meandering high achiever, I guess, <laughs> yeah. of his generation. That's what they aspire to. Well, he got a heck a of a reality check. Kidnap somebody. That's that would be cool. Here's the yeah. dumb thing. Here's the dumb thing. He did it with a fake gun. The cops <laughs> found the gun after he was beaten to a pulp, basically well, by the community. Little, and... Yeah, not don't use a real gun. I mean, see, he's smart. See, you know, there's something to be learned in everything. You know, <laughs> I agree. Don't use a real gun. You know. Or use an AR-15. I mean, the choices to Americans are just brilliant. Are so vast. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing's for sure, that grandma didn't take any of that boy's guff. No guff. No Unless guff. he had nothing to lose, so he shoots me. I'm out of my pain. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Chemo. It's faster. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. She's like, what do I got to lose right now, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 15. I'm a grandma with cancer. Like, seriously, who's the who's the real who's gonna lose really here? He's so. got friends in low places. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was an interesting one. Well, I got one that could actually top yours, Jeremy. And this one, this one's actually uh, uh very interesting. A bride uh horrified after catching her groom being breastfed by his mother before the wedding ceremony uh as far as the report goes it says a woman has gone viral after revealing that a groom was caught allegedly being breastfed by his mother on his wedding day in the latest episode of the unfiltered bride podcast host georgie mitchell explained how she had been told the story by someone she had previously worked with referring to the makeup artist by the fake name Jenny. Georgie relayed um, how she had just finished the bride's face and hair when she said she needed to go to use the restroom when she then caught the groom being breastfed by his mother. 
<laughs> this is the real funny part. Despite the bride's obvious shock, she still went ahead with the wedding. <laughs> so it's That's a basic a mother-son relationship. I mean, what's wrong with breastfeeding your son? Isn't that what all moms do? <laughs> no. Oh, now we're going to argue cutoff point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh goodness. My That's so bad. <laughs> All I can say is I was rather taken aback when my younger brother's childhood friend at the age of eight walked up to his mother who was sitting on our couch, yanked her shirt down and started Whoa. nursing. Okay. Well, so this takes that to a whole new level. Are, are we like comparing oranges and apples, or what, what are we doing here? I mean, it's more uh, like which melon one is better or worse. Or are you I'm not sure. Judgments here? No, no judgment. Just uh, <laughs> the creep factor was there. Are we it's judging a... Homo sapien behavior? <laughs> Come on! Oh we my are, god. Uh, are we weird? We contain multitudes. You know? Yeah, it's, very it's, true. Very, Walt very Whitman. true. Excuse me, Walt Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was our offlandish story uh, of stories for today. That that last one though, when I read about it, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the league uh, with uh, Baby Ruxin still like latching on. I mean, that's just still in my head don't ask me why that's a weird weird thing so anyways uh moving on to get out more yeah seriously <laughs> i really do you gotta, you definitely <laughs> got to see the world a little more you know <laughs> moving on to some uh entertainment news warner brothers is talking about rebooting the lord of the rings jeremy what's going on with that yeah um apparently warner brothers has acquired the uh, rights to the entire Middle Earth em Enterprises, which controls the story oh, for man. The Hobbit as well as Lord of the Rings. It's going to change. It's not going to be good. I, I I have the same feeling, Larry. I, I don't like this idea. Um, it's for me, first of all. Look what happened to Friends, you know, that TV show once mm -hmm. they sold it. It's and, been. And, the, the, and, and they had the, uh, what do you call it? The, when everybody came back. Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the reunion, reboot kind of thing. The yeah. re reunion, the reunion. I went to the reunion. I was invited to the reunion, but I, they kept me in, in my cell. They kept me in a room, and I couldn't go out of the room. I said, "I want to watch the show." You know, right? Of course. Part of it. No, no, you have to stay in your room. So I mean, and, and that was because it was sold. See, the the original people knew what they were doing, but. The, the the people who bought it just wanted to make money. That's that's the only reason they, they go, wow, man, if we buy this, we don't have to do diddly. We just have to, you know, distribute it. That's that's mm -hmm. all they have to do. So wait, is that the case that's going on with Warner Brothers right now? Well, that's kind of what it seems like. They've purchased the rights. Distribution. I mean, they want to make money. It's not going to create anything, but the, in distributing, it seems to me. You know, what I know about the business is they don't buy nothing and 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 just release it. They, they got to excuse the vernacular, but they got to piss on it a little, you know, just make well, it theirs. That's we got to uh, change it a little. We got and, one of the uh, good. 
one of the Absolutely. audience members here uh, had to say about that saying uh, jc strickland saying why we make a classic like that series at the risk of ruining the reputation and appeal of the franchise exactly that's yeah. how i feel about it i mean the first i know i mean there's never been a set of films that pleased everybody but i'm a huge fan of tolkien and i read the lord of the rings trilogy multiple multiple times as a kid wow. and as an adult i loved wow. it and i thought that the original movies the original trilogy i thought peter jackson and the writers did justice to the book you know there's no way to fit every important bit of information in those books into a movie unless each movie is four hours long I mean, it's just it's not even possible. So what they did in pairing it back and still keeping the feel and all the really important details, I thought they did a great job. So what is what are, what is Warner Brothers going to improve on? What are they going to be able to bring? To this? I mean, that's <laughs> thank you. Exactly. Larry. This is, what are they going to improve on? There's not much they can do. More than that, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's not much they could do wow. about it at this point. I mean, like, well, they're also coming out with another Harry Potter Potter movie as well, and uh, or they're in talks about doing another Harry Potter movie, and it's like, okay, you guys went that entire like what was it five six movies something like that, and now you want to introduce another one. And it's just like, really, Hollywood, are you running out of ideas? Like, come on, go ahead and like maybe get some more creativity out there a little bit, in my opinion. I give oh. them just I give them just a little bit of leeway on the Harry Potter one because they're not rebooting anything and they're not redoing anything. They're at least doing something new. Now, will it be actually new? Will it be just regurgitated old stories we've heard? Most likely. But there's at least the opportunity for them to take this new this storyline in a new and creative direction. So I'll give them a little leeway until we see where they go and they prove me wrong, which they most likely will. Well, well, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with all those, because right now, you know, uh, OK, so, yeah. So JC's telling me uh, there were seven originals and now they want to try to translate the musical to a non-musical movie. That's what they're doing. So uh, that's what I that I thought. That's what I heard. Well, what, I, what, what was the non? What was what what movie are you talking about? Now? There was a, there was actually a play um, released after the films um oh, right. that yeah, was a musical totally it was that. a harry oh, potter oh, play I see, I see, I see. so they're going to be re redoing that apparently so so it's not taking it in a creative new direction they're see they're just redoing well, something that's already been well done. see yeah okay this is my see i i've got a uh like a, a skewed view of hollywood because i've been involved with it so i see a little of what's going on behind the scenes, not a lot, not a lot. But so what I see is that producers, not not the creative end of it, you know, like the directors, like uh, like uh, the actors, all that, but the producers who they want to be creative too, but there's too many people in front of them in the way of, of making any creative, you know, like maybe they say rewrite it again, but they can't rewrite it they have to get somebody else to rewrite it so that's already somebody in the way but if they buy something and they get the distribution rights then it's the producers who say what's what mm -hmm. you know they can rewrite it they can do anything they want so if it depends on who bought it and how much of a of an 
how much creativity they they want because that's that's what i fear when it gets sold it doesn't go to artistic people mm-hmm. to make creative things it goes to the I don't, below the line people who are not creative they're producers and but they have the last say they so you know it, it would behoove somebody to find out who bought it and who's behind it some people are great producers you know they leave everybody alone they pick the right people mm-hmm. you know and some producers just want to get their hands on it you know that's that's always been my favorite uh francis ford coppola quote was someone once asked him what makes him such a great director and filmmaker and he said i hire great people and i get the f out of their way right see that's there you go and and he makes pretty good movies you know mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah most definitely well so, we're just gonna know. go ahead and we're just gonna go ahead and wait and see what happens with these uh remakes like reboots and everything else and hope to god that they're actually decent enough for us to like stomach in other <laughs> entertainment news selena gomez <laughs> is taking a break from social media uh, <laughs> after there was a few little like issues that were going on apparently these uh bo- they, they call them the believers and the fans of selena gomez to this day they still feel that justin bieber should have married selena because they were meant to be together but justin decided to marry Haley bieber he's very happy with his wife and uh there was a lot of issues there but these fans are still wanting you know to cause drama where there is no drama to be caused uh, there, uh recently a fan posted something about uh Haley bieber throwing shade at selena gomez through tiktok Selena Gomez just had enough of the entire situation and she went ahead and went on TikTok. And this is my you, Selena had taken a break from social media. She's taking another break now. Thanks to all this, this nonsense. Uh, she went ahead and said in one of her TikToks, she said, quote, I'm very happy. I'm so blessed. I have the best friends and the best fans in the whole world. And I just couldn't be happier. I'm going to be taking a second from social media because this is a little silly and I'm 30. I'm too old for this. Uh, <laughs> Great. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they're adults here. I mean, Selena has nothing but good things, you know, to say about uh, about Haley. She has she has she's got no beef with her whatsoever. She's happy for her ex, Justin and her and Haley for their marriage. She's doing her own thing. I mean, it just gets ridiculous sometimes when these fans on. And I mean, we've given them a platform for them to comment and cause issues where there is no issues. And this is something that is just getting out of hand. And that's the reason why we don't see a lot of celebrities on social media, Jeremy Miller, uh, because, you know, on TikTok, Jeremy Miller, because they just don't want to, like, deal with this kind of drama. Well, I, I. You know me, I don't really care about the who's been dating who and who's beefing with who stuff, but the, you know, taking a break from social media is quite healthy. I've done it a couple of times myself, um, just because, I mean, at different times. For me, once it was during one of our last political cycles with the amount of hate and idiocy that was just being spewed everywhere on, you know, social media, I was like, I need to take a step back. I, I need a, I need a month or two to get away from this because i'm getting pissy you know i'm turning into somebody i don't i mean all of a sudden i find myself like wanting to get on and start arguing with morons at three o'clock in the morning that's not me and i know that goes nowhere and there's no point to it i'm only adding to the idiocy so as soon as that becomes an issue for me i have to step back so i've taken some breaks and i think it's really healthy i mean social media is not 
although it is a necessity, especially, unfortunately, in the entertainment industry now, as Larry knows. I mean, you know, it's it's almost impossible to do anything without social media now. But the truth is, it has a lot of negative effects. It's screwed up our social discord in a lot of ways. And uh, a break is healthy, in my opinion. And Larry, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on, on social media? I mean, are you pretty active on social media? Not, not at all. I, I'm not on social media. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm on Facebook, but, uh, you know, I, I've already reached, they have a limit, I think, of 5,000 or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, so I don't, I don't bother with it. I don't, I, I post things on Facebook just because I, I did it and I want to put it up on something. So I only post, you know, what I do. I mean, not, not for other people. What I do here, like my, my art, you know, mm -hmm. those are my paintings and stuff. So I'll post my paintings or I'll post like uh, I'm, I'm experimenting. I'm literally, I'm experimenting. Let me see if you can see it. I don't know if that's well, there I, somewhere, but I, I'm experimenting with TikTok. I mean, not, not with TikTok. I'm experimenting with the, the time frame of 30 seconds to one minute. What what can you do? And I have the book coming out. My my book is coming out. I just found out. I'll make an announcement right here. This is the first time. This awesome. is it. Um, I just got an email from my publisher who wants to know: Should he publish it right now, or should he wait until I say when? And so that was the question. And right after the show, I have to answer the email and say right now, so you can get my book called that guy me because everybody says hell you're that guy <laughs> um you can get that on amazon it's really great and my experiments with tiktok is i'm trying to make a 30 second commercial that's an anti-commercial because I'm, I'm watching television just like anybody else and mainly what i come away with every time i shut the television off or go away or go to sleep or whatever all i can Remember, well, what did I watch? Uh, commercials. That's all I. That's all I remember is commercials. And we'll and we'll we'll, we'll, de we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely go, go ahead and go into deeper uh, discussion about your book because I actually want to hear about this, and I'm sure a lot of people oh. also want to hear more in detail about your book. Uh, we have right now. Uh, we we also have uh, Joe Andrew that also had a comment uh, regarding Selena Gomez. It says Selena admittedly has mental issues. Social media is not great for that. Uh, I, I don't know. Is something good for what's good for social media? Has anybody ever discussed the good the qualities of social media? I, I can't think of much off the top of my head. That it's well, but, 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 but uh, you know, you just mentioned um, you said, well, you know, this there's, there's certain positive things about it. We need it. Um, I'd like to get into that. I mean, not now because. Mm -hmm. It would take like two seconds and it's over. But I mean, I'd, I'd like to see some discussion because everybody's against social media and everybody's on social media. So I don't get it. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, is it good or, or bad? Or, or are we, we're, I think we're stuck with it. I think that's, that's, that's how I, I feel about it. it. It's, it's almost a necessary it. evil at this point. And yeah, it's getting it, worse. It just, well, it works for whatever you want it to work for. And it's a lot of stuff that you don't even know it works for. Mm -hmm. Like it affects your mental health. It really does. I mean, the stupidity is rampant on it. 
Now, you know, back in the day, like in the Dark Ages or when Ali Oop ran around and lived in caves, I mean, you know, it's just, you didn't meet many people. So you were very happy to talk to somebody if you could even have a language that you could share. But now, I mean, I, I haven't, you know, I have to go out of my way to meet somebody. You have to go out of your way. It's like making play dates. Mm -hmm. It's weird, man. <laughs> and, and that's what social media has done. It's reduced us to play dates and, and masks and whatever is good or bad. I'm not, I'm saying that homo sapiens can't survive this. This is not the way animals survive by making play dates. No, you, you can't fuck up the planet and expect to live on it and then, you know, uh, live and survive and thrive. You can't. Agreed. I mean, Joe, Joe actually also made another comment right now that actually makes a lot of sense here when it comes to the good and the bad, uh, basically saying, well, social media is why we're here talking and listening on the Internet. There's good and a lot of bad. And to be quite honest, just like anything in this world, there's always good. There's always bad. It's just a matter of doing like choosing which one you're going to use it for. I mean, if you eat, same thing. It's a moderation. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Stop. I didn't volunteer to have TikTok or social media. I didn't ask for it. And I didn't say no. It showed up. True. So your, your whole democracy crap <laughs> is, a, is, not, is a good argument, but not for this subject. That's all I'm saying. It's a good argument, but not for social media. It showed up and we have to use it. There's no other way around it. That is so true. It's not it's not a voluntary oh you got to use it even if you want to use Uber man. I that mean, is true. All, that is true. That is true. You're right about that. I mean you lost control. You, you, you and me, the four of us, the three of us have lost control. I forgot how to count. The three <laughs> of us have just have nothing to do with social media. We are on it or we're not on it. But we didn't ask for it. We didn't invent it. We didn't request it. You know, it's just here and use it or make play dates. It's okay. Shut up, we, Larry. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> with become, you, Larry. <laughs> we, be, well, we become dependent on it. We become way too dependent on it. I mean, to the point that, like you said, Larry, we can't really like live life without, you know, social media or anything like that. Because I mean, for example, in order to promote certain things, where else is ever where else are you going to promote it? You know, you gotta like you gotta whoa, use whoa, whoa, whoa. Again, I gotta I, I gotta step in and say when people argue, they say, Well, you can't do this. Okay, or somebody says that is good. What they're doing is they're making a statement about a thing without considering or giving you the chance to think of the other. Well, if, if I say you can't do that, what it implies is there's a way you can do it. But they don't say you can't do that. You can do this and you can do this and you can do this. People just give them their side of the opinion without the other side. So it's a trick. It's really bullshit. It's, it's if you're going to have a good argument, which there are good arguments, is you lay it out on one side and then you lay it out on the other. But, you know, you say you got it. And we what you're saying is 
Well, but everybody uses the internet and social media. There is no other. We were never given a, well, you can use social media or you can use this. What's the other this? There was, there was never a presentation of that. It, it was, was given to us and you use this or not. But not, you can use this or you can use this or you can use this or not. So give me both sides before you start saying, hey, social media is what we're using. and Because there's nothing else. And we weren't in given any. Okay. No. Agreed. <laughs> God, I love you, Larry. That I absolutely everything you just said is exactly what I've been thinking. We got uh and Joe also says, uh, so, so since we're all on it, be the light and don't feed into the darkness. So that's, gotta that's, that's the best way to put do. it. Right on, man. We're doing the best we can here. <laughs> uh in oh, other- by the way, like, can I just ask you one question, which I didn't understand at all. Mm-hmm. And that when you did show the uh, TikTok, you showed two of those. The voice thing, they were with the echo thing. Is that like a, a thing no, now? No, this is it has something to do with our system. It's it's the system. Oh, because oh, they, oh, they had a re- reverb or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not supposed to be reason. there. We've been oh, trying okay. to get rid of it. I'm thinking, just what haven't the found the way yet. It's the app that we're using. It's it's kind of causing a little bit of a feedback, a little bit of a reverb, and it's just annoying. But I it was a little science fiction. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on, moving on. In other entertainment news, The Mandalorian, although many people may think that it's over, it's not over yet. According to uh, writer John Favreau, he's also the creator of this uh, TV show. Uh, I'm he a big was- fan of John. Oh, he's a, he's an amazing, amazing like actor and uh, and also writer, talented. Uh, he was in an interview in a recent interview with Total Film. He they basically said, "Is this it for the Mandalorian?" And he said, "Quote: No, I don't think. I, I I don't think. I think the beauty of this is that it's a middle chapter of a much larger story. And though we'll have resolution over time with these characters, I think that how these characters fit into the larger scope and scale. Uh, but it's not like." there's a finale that we're building to that I have in mind. Uh, quite the contrary. I love these stories to go on and on. And so these characters Employment. potentially could be with us for a while. And I really love telling stories in their voice. And I love the way the adventures unfold. And I'm looking forward to doing much more. So Mandalorian fans, it's not over yet. And it looks like it's going for the long haul, which I'm loving. What I hope that means is that he's going to continue with the Mandalorian series to expand that. He didn't say that particularly. You could take that as meaning that their stories will be concluded in the other shows and that they will still be used in the further expansion of the universe in the new shows they have planned. That's one of the problems I have with these vast multi-universe, multi series things is you have to follow every single one of them to be able to know what occurred or to know what's going on with the characters that you've come to love. I mean, Uh, Larry, what's your take? Well, you know, these things get these tentpole narratives, you know, like the Mandalorian and uh, it harks back to the Greek mythology, you know, with the gods and stuff. I mean, basically, somebody wrote a couple of stories about gods and, and semi-hemi-demigods. And then everybody took one of the gods, the semi-hemi-demigods, and they wrote a series about them. Then somebody else took Zeus and wrote about three different stories about them. And then 
And that's what they're doing now. You know, they're just splitting up the narrative and just, and, and after a while, in about 50 or 60 or 70 years, there's going to be, it, it's on our, our new mythology. It's the Mandalorian. You're going to have different gods, different Mandalorian types, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it, it harks back to, see, I'm, I'm, I'm from a, a generation that grew up on just classics because that was the new books then. I'm that old. And, and, you know, like, so my heroes were, were like, you know, Zeus and Hera. And, and now you got Superman and you got the Mandalorian. Uh, but basically it was the same thing. It was, that was their movies back then. It was mm -hmm. the, the guys, stories, narrations that you told and retold. And you, and everybody knew the story. Everybody knows about the Mandalorian. Everybody knows about, uh, I mean, it's part of the Star Wars uh, Indiana saga. Jones and stuff. Yeah. And the Mandalorian is a part of the Star Wars saga. So when the I, Star Wars, yeah. So that's our mythology now. Mm -hmm. So it's perfectly normal. And I think it it's going to keep on going because that's what happens with stories. It goes from one little, you know, short story to a feature, to a novel, to several different novels, to a Bible. I mean, the Bible is the same thing, man. Everybody, different Christ stories, different blah, blah stories, you know. There was Christ before there was Christ. I mean, that story of Christ was goes way back, way back about you know. And in this and in this particular case, I mean, as we all know, uh, Disney Plus is putting a lot of different stories together. You have the Mandalorian. I mean, hell, you had the Book of Boba Fett that in that. Te that actually uh, uh, had a crossover with the Mandalorian because he joined him to, to fight against forces. I mean, Star Wars, the way they're, do they're building Star Wars is actually very in a very intelligent manner. They're putting little stories. I mean, you have the story of Rogue One, uh, the, the series. Um, I can't think of it. If somebody could go ahead and type the series on here, it'd be great because I can't think of the series right now. Uh, my buddy actually told me you should watch that because it's a really good story. It leads up to into Rogue One, uh, the movie. Was and it the uh, Obi Wan? No, no, no. It's the one about the the rebels, the how the rebellion began. Okay. Uh, so they had that one. I still haven't seen that series. I, I love to watch series after they're finished, so that I could binge watch the entire thing. That way, I'm not like, oh man, I gotta freaking wait until next week for the new for the new episode. It's annoying. So Be I kind of spoiled kids. I love to watch it that way. It's just, it's just, you know, but, uh, so, but they're doing really good. John Favreau is doing an amazing job with these stories in the man in the Mandalorian. I got hooked from the very beginning. It's such a great story. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to see exactly what he means by what he's saying and where he's going to go with these stories with the Mandalorian and find out exactly how far, how further down the rabbit hole this, this, uh, this story is going to go. So looking forward to that and seeing where we go from here with the Mandalorian and with possibly any other shows, any other, uh, uh, pieces of the Star Wars saga that they're going to introduce because we also have another one about another Jedi that's going to be that's actually in film that's filming right now they're in they're in production right now for that one so there's still a lot more to go on that one we'll see what happens in sports former WWE AEW wrestler Jeff Hardy uh, Jeff Hardy's DUI case is closed uh, but his license is suspended for 10 years now this happened uh, not too long ago he actually pled not guilty 
uh, because uh, Florida, this happened in Florida. He got pulled over at, and it was, uh, they actually had to like take out weapons to, to take him out because he was really bad. He actually blew way over the legal limit uh, when they arrested him. Uh, he put, he, the legal limit in Florida is 0.08, my, much like it is here in California. He blew a 2, 2.91. Uh, that is just wow. beyond the legal limit uh so they and they administered the the officers administered two tests on him now after this incident at aew he was currently contracted with aew uh and they suspended him from wrestling for the time being and now uh they they went ahead and said uh he was sentenced to 38 days in jail but was given 38 day credit for time already served uh so at this point it seems that uh, the case is now closed he will be his license will be suspended for 10 years and man it's just tough with this guy because I, I love watching jeff hardy he's he's he was a great wrestler with his brother matt hardy the hardy boys were just amazing t- tag team they were innovators of hardcore type of tag team wrestling but unfortunately jeff hardy has been known to have uh an, an addiction uh he is addicted to a lot of to alcohol he's substance abuse a lot of different things uh hell at one point he was a wrestler in tna and he wrestled completely intoxicated uh, against Sting, and Sting had to carry the match. They had to actually, uh, they actually had to. It was a championship match, and they had to quickly uh, just put an ending to that match because he couldn't even stand. And Sting was super pissed off at this whole thing because they had promoted it. It was great, and he shows up like this. So Sting had to carry him, and he had to actually pin him for the one, two, three. And it was just, it was just sad to see Jeff Hardy just a downward spiral with him. I mean, and Jeremy, I know that this is something that hits home to you. Uh, so I mean, and I see you shaking your head there. What, what do you got? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? It's really difficult. Um he's definitely going down a bad path and i really hope he gets some help before he turns into our next scott hall um you know uh scott destroyed himself we all know that and i i just hope somebody can get him some help the truth is until he's ready for it until he asks and i don't know how much further he needs to bottom out for him to to really ask for help but man it's hard i mean i've fought addiction for many many years um it was the toughest thing i ever did um but unless he does that he's going to be dead soon i mean god knows what type of pain pills what type of drugs he's doing i mean wrestlers yes okay wrestling is staged but wrestling is not fake the damage they do to themselves the pounding their body takes on a nightly basis you're self-medicating a lot. Wrestlers do have a propensity for heavy drinking and for drugs. They have dating back to the fifties, you know, it's, it's a self-medicating thing. And that is really difficult to get past. So, I mean, I wish him all the best, but until he asks for help, I mean, there's people out there. I mean, look at DDP. DDP is another wrestler who has actually taken it upon himself to help rehabilitate other wrestlers who have been you know struggling with drugs and alcohol and he takes yeah well with ddp yoga with a whole health health and lifestyle change he brings them into his home they live with him they have accountability to him for their sobriety um you know he's actually done really great work just being there to support a lot of these wrestlers so the help is there if jeff wants it 
Um, but until he does, he's it's just going to get worse and worse. No, I completely agree with you. And it's a sad, sad story because he's such a talented wrestler. Jeff Hardy's incredible talent. Uh, you know, and it's just, it's tough to, it's tough to, to see this happen to him. I mean, he was one of my favorite tag teams, uh, during the attitude era of WWE and you bring up Scott Hall, Scott Hall, thankfully towards the end of his life, Scott Hall finally got sober. Uh, he was finally clean and, and it's just so, so unfortunate that right when you get sober, you know, tragedy strikes. And I I'm assuming that maybe everything that he had consumed had finally caught up with him. Like, like, like much happens, but hopefully that wasn't the case, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I wasn't there. And well, I have no idea what, what happened. I can tell you just from seeing it many times in recovery groups, friends, I've had things like that. That is a very common occurrence. And it happened with my uncle. My uncle um, died of a heart attack at 40 years old. Um, and it was, I mean, 99% probable that his heavy speed and um, opiate use, because he had a, well, A, he was a biker back in the day when the speed was rampant. But then when he did settle down, he had a massive um, degenerative back issue. He basically had two discs that were fully degenerative and was in so much pain, he couldn't even walk. So the mm. doctors had him on high-level opiates. Oh, well, okay. the opiates messed him up so much he couldn't work. So he'd do speed so he could stay awake at work and actually function while he was on the opiates. So his heart is being pulled up and down and up and down for years. And when he finally got clean, his heart just gave out. It couldn't take it anymore. So it's it's very, very common with people who abuse their bodies that hard for that long. Oh, man. I mean, and again, it's, you know, it's crazy because, I mean, the one the one wrestler that actually did come out on the other side besides Scott Hall, but unfortunately his life was short lived after he sobered up is was also uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. He stayed with DDP as well. And now he's an AEW as one of the managers of one of the wrestlers. And he seems like he's doing a lot better. I mean, it usually it's, you know, it's I'm, I'm always happy to see wrestlers come out the other side and you know i mean just just be a lot better than than how they were because it's just sad because these are my childhood you know these are childhood wrestlers i used to watch yep. growing up you know i mean and it's it's just you see these larger than life individuals these larger than life guys that you think are like superheroes and then when you grow up so do they and that's when you also see who they are too and it's but, like wow you know Seeing Jake get healthy was really awesome. Um, again, it's a struggle every day. He's had relapses, but thankfully, due to his great support system, DDP and the other wrestlers who've been there for him, you know, he's been able to get back up on his feet and start again. And it seems like he's doing really well. He's resurrected his career. He's his health is better. He seems to be moving better. I got to meet him probably 10 years ago. And I'll tell you, there was that meeting one of your heroes thing. I mean, he was the one wrestler that I couldn't go up to to say hi. I was too I was too shy to go up and introduce myself. And a friend dragged me over there and introduced me and I got some pictures. He could barely stand up, mm. you know, to take a picture with me, not because he was messed up. He was sober at that point, but his body was still in such bad shape. He couldn't even barely stand to take pictures with the fans. And now he's out there moving around. He's gotten himself healthy again. He looks like he's moving without too much pain. It's really good to see. 
No, I agree. And again, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we're, we're always happy to see things like that. I mean, Larry, I mean, you know, you're, I mean, I want to see if I could get your thoughts on people just trying to get help, you know, for, for addiction and things like this. I mean, you know, especially like people in the entertainment industry, you know, that are struggling with addiction. I mean, I, I'm sure that in in your years of being in the entertainment industry, I'm sure you probably have, have witnessed to a lot of people that need help. Well, no, because if they needed help, they wouldn't get hired. I mean, so I didn't, I haven't worked with, I mean, the, my career is filled with, you know, fairly sober people who do drugs, but they knew how to handle it and it didn't affect their, their work and they never brought it to work with them. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've done drugs, you know, you go through a phase and also I've tried to do drugs that help me my, in my job and they get in the way. So nothing will get in the way of me doing what I want to do. So drugs are not part of that. Uh, but th that's because I respect what I do, not, and I, I guess myself, I don't know. But, but you can't, you also can't help anybody. They got to do it themselves. You mentioned it, both of you mentioned it. You just got to say, so you got to grow up, you know, something, something has got to occur to you, to occur to you, to, I've got to stop doing this and get straight, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Something's got to give, in other words, just something's always got to give. But it's and, the person itself. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're wrestler idol. Um, you know, he's, he's fucked up, but he's doing it to himself. You, you, I've run into a lot of people who OD'd in my, in my life. My friends have OD'd. Um, yeah, the best thing that somebody ever did to me, I guess, is my only drug story is I went over to a friend's house and he was, he was an artist and, uh, you know, graphic artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, he used to do the uh, the old '60s posters, the rock and roll posters, those old really? LSD posters. Uh -huh. Yeah, he was one of those artists. And he was about to shoot up. I, you know, I I was going to pick up something. He was going to draw something for me. So I went over to his house to pick it up, and he had his works out, and he was about to shoot up. And he said, "Do you want to shoot up?" You know, I'd never done drugs. I don't do drugs. I'm that ilk anyway, but not that. No, you know, heroin. So I said, yeah, okay. You know, like I was in my 20s, you know, uh, young, maybe 21. And I go, and I thought, well, he's doing it. He seems okay. I gave him my stuff to draw. What could, what could be bad? And, I, and so he said, okay, well, just tie your arm off. And I said, well, show me how. And he goes, you've never gotten high? on heroin and i go oh no you know and i just said no oh no and he goes not me that was so cool man that's awesome he said, not me he says i'm not going to be your first not me get, get the fuck out of here you know, at least the painting get out of here and yes he, at least he had a conscience about him and he didn't want to yeah be and, he, and i always remember that for so i never even I mean, well, needles to this day frighten the shit out of me. I mean, you go to a dentist. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm scared of death of needles in my brain. 
but but anyway, it, it's yeah, he had some sort of conscience, but still he was doing it to his. I think he did actually OD, you know, years later. Mm. I mean, you know, it's you're, you're fucking around with something you shouldn't be fucking around with, but you know, I've never seen anybody stop them. They have to stop themselves. That's the That's only exactly because you can't. That's you exactly can't stop it. them. They have to, like you said, they have to choose for themselves. And Jeremy, yeah. you back me on this that they have to like decide to want to get help. That's, no, the, it, that's yeah. the bottom line. It's that brief moment of clarity. Um, they happen all. <laughs> yeah. they, you know, they really do. They happen all the time to addicts and alcoholics. You get this moment where you realize what you're doing to yourself, where you can see it all clearly. And it's just a matter of can you grab onto that and use that moment to ask for help? And sometimes it's as simple yeah, as... Yeah, asking for help is very hard, man. It's sometimes really it's hard. as simple as that seed has been planted by yeah. someone. That's one of the reasons why I do still do recovery work. I still talk with alcoholics. I go give speeches. Right. I talk with people who are messed up still, who are still drinking and still using because that little seed, who knows what they'll remember that I said that there is help out there in that moment where they are thinking clearly and they're rare, but they happen. So it, until that moment, unfortunately, nobody gets better. And we have uh, JC also went ahead and ma made mention of this uh, as to Jeff Hardy as a career long fan. I'm sorry to see he's fallen again, but I'm happy that at least this legal chapter is finally closed and he can hopefully refocus on fixing himself and getting back at it someday. Here's open because, again, you know, he's he's. Uh, it's doesn't like he's getting up there in age to the point where it gets harder and harder yeah. for you to do this type of that type of athleticism, the type of wrestling. So hopefully he didn't waste too much time on wasting himself away like that. So we'll see what happens in other sports news this Saturday. We have the, 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 the fight that we've all been waiting for. Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul is finally happening after months of delays and cancellations and postponements, rescheduling conflicts, all this stuff. It's finally coming to a head tomorrow in uh, in in uh, and it's actually going to be in Abu Dhabi, I think it is. Uh, so that's what's going to take place. It's going to take place tomorrow, I believe, at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be during the day, so it's going to be kind of different. But um, finally. Paul, Jake Paul finally fights a real boxer. And so far, his, his big brother, Tyson Fury, is very confident that his little brother is going to knock out Jake Paul. And he's so they're, they're so confident that during the press conference, Jake Paul decided to place a small wager. And he told Tommy, if you knock me out, I'm paying you double what you're getting for this. But if you don't, if you lose the fight, you get nothing. You get, you do not get paid for this fight at all. And whoa, it's whoa. so funny because it's so funny because uh, Tommy wasn't saying anything, but Tyson, his brother was sitting next to him. He grabs the mic. He's like, you're on. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't so, really. Confident is he is of his brother right now. He has a lot of confidence in his brother. I've told you this before. This is really the first time Jake Paul is fighting somebody for real. Tyson Fury and Tommy Fury 
are travelers. I've explained this to you before. It is a nomadic gypsy community in Ireland that has had to scrap and fight for everything they have. They are one of the most discriminated against groups on the planet. Um, I mean, they are treated horribly in Ireland and they have to, I mean, fighting is a way of life. And they actually have been bare knuckle boxing in that community for 400 years. And the guy who is the champion, the all champion of the traveler is generally considered one of the toughest human beings on earth. This is how these guys grew up. This is a serious fighter. This is not a guy who's going to take a dive. This is not a guy who's going to go easy on him. This is not a guy where there's any question that he's going to be fighting as hard as he can because they fight for pride. So I, I we're going to find out. Now, I will eat every word I ever said about Jake Paul as a boxer if he wins this fight. If he manages to win this fight, I will take back everything I said and say for he is for real. Because Tommy Fury is a real fighter. He's not oh, yeah. just a boxer. He is a fighter. So we're going to find out for sure where Jake Paul stands in the ring on Saturday. And his brother's also saying uh, he was interviewed and he said, quote, he's talking, he's talking about his brother, uh, Tommy Tyson said, quote, uh, Tommy's looking good. He's feeling good. And he's going to knock him out. Uh, Tommy knocks out 90% of the people that he messes with. He drops them, knocks them out. That's 90%. So Jake Paul is no different. He'll get it as well. So big brother's very, very confident and it's going to happen tomorrow. Man, I want to see this so badly. Cause I'm like, God, I want to see Jake Paul finally get knocked out by a real fighter. But here's the thing. Here's the flip to that. If Jake Paul actually, because Jake Paul's had a lot of training now. Now he's had a lot of training. Mm -hmm. He's gone through boxing training. He's been doing this now for a couple of years now. So now he's starting to become more a more developed boxer, you know, because of everything he's trained, boxing matches. They, granted, there were, there, were, there, were, there were boxing fights against non-boxers or older guys, everything like that. But he's actually been training now. So to see to if if Jake actually does manage to knock out Tommy then you know what maybe there is something more to Jake Paul than meets the eye. Well, I'm I don't know about if he even has to knock him out. If he wins, I think we can confidently say that Jake has learned to box that he is now a boxer and that's being given kind of a nod to in that um a few of the promoters from i don't know if it's the wbo or the wbc one of the governing bodies has said if he beats tommy fury they will put him in the rankings as an official boxer for the wbc or the wbo so they will acknowledge that he is a real boxer if he beats Tommy Fury. He can call himself a professional boxer. So we're going to find out. I mean, this is a social media star who, you know, got into this just to try and, you know, get views and everything else. But, but it's turning into a career. We're going to see how much he's learned. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with all that. Uh, before we go ahead and take off here, Larry, you have a book coming out. I know this. Uh, I'm very interested to know exactly what what is this book about that you have coming out? Well, um, it's a book that I wrote my own self about uh, my life from the time that I from from the time that I was a kid through, uh, and then I just jumped to college. And then from college to about 2012, 
uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's uh, all the shows that I've done. Or I've done about about 200 movies and TV shows and platforms. And so I just wrote. But, but what it is, it's a cautionary tale in that I'm trying to knock down, because I have a lot of fans, and I see a lot of other actors and other famous peoples, I see their fans. And fans have a, a weird take on, on what reality is as far as their icons go. And so I'm trying to knock that down. You know, I'm trying to just give them a little cautionary look at, hey, it ain't all signing autographs and big checks and a lot of money and mansions. It's a lot of work, more work than you know, because most of the work you do is not seen by anybody. Mm-hmm. The costumes and the driving and the auditions and the starvation <laughs> and the worry about money and the no work for two and three months at a time and and all the auditions and the time and the not being late and the, and I just try to show through ridiculous examples of my life that you know I, because I was totally naive, I really didn't know anything. So I got into a lot of trouble, you know, small trouble, not big trouble, but a lot of trouble on sets by not knowing how things worked or not knowing what was expected of me. And, and so it's from my friend's point of view who read the books and they really like it. They said, man, it's really funny. And one of the things that I thought I discovered was that I didn't write a funny book. I, I was dead serious. I was just writing about my life, you know, in show business. Mm-hmm. As it's the only business I know, really. I get fired in any other thing. I, I just will not do it. There's no business like it. Yes, there is. There's one <laughs> business like it. The shoe business. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, so uh, I... I I wrote about it in a serious way, but when people read it, because they don't, they weren't there, they're just reading about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really funny, the stupidity that I expressed by not knowing what was going on, the naivete. Uh, I just want to tell people that it's not what you think. Show business is, is a job, man. You know, nice. and it, takes, it takes a lot of work. And I never wanted to be an actor, so it was a little more work. Well, it wasn't a little more work. It was the same work. But if you love being an actor and want to be an actor, you put up with it because it's what you want to do, and this is what you have to do to do what you want to do. But I never wanted to be an actor, so I had to do it. I just thought, well, I'll make a lot of money. I mean, I, I was fooled. You know, I thought, well, you just memorize lines and you go on the stage and you do it and they film it and they edit it and they put it out. And you're famous. And I just try to show that that's not all there is to it. Nice. But if you want to be an actor, go for it. But not, not, not for me. It's not no kidding. Well, that's well, that should be a very interesting read right there. JC uh, went ahead and yeah, uh, pick it up. 
Yeah, uh, JC went ahead and uh, messaged says, Larry, it's great to see you're doing well. Uh, good luck with the book. Uh, Jeremy Miller and Dave, see you both back here on Monday, right? Yes, you will. We yes, will, you will definitely be back here on Monday. I'm healthy and I will be back. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, and, and Larry, so where can uh, where can people pick up uh, your book at? I mean, oh, well, I'm, I got to, okay, I'm going to call my, I'm going to email my my publisher, uh, Bear, Manor, uh, Bear Manor Media, B-E-A-R. Manor Media, uh, the, my publisher, and say I want to publish it now. So that means give me two two weeks. If he if he drops it now, it'll come out in about two weeks. And that's what I'm going to tell him to do. So Amazon, Amazon, and then you know Barnes and Noble or wherever you buy books. If you go into your own bookstore, you know demand it. Hey, I, I want to get that guy by Larry Hankin. It's really a funny book. You should get it. You'll love it. It's about every famous tv show that you know and that i've done there's about 45 of them in there awesome. so, yeah. awesome. well, a lot of famous people that's great to hear and uh, so that guy by larry hankin uh make sure you guys uh, watch out for that and larry how i mean i'm sure you're going to post this i mean we talked about social media i'm sure you're probably going to post something an announcement on social media so how can, people, yeah. how can people find you on facebook well it's larry hankin you know just uh i guess you have to be a friend i can't Get any more friends? I have five thousand. So well, you also you also have Instagram too because I'm following you on Instagram too. Well, somebody else did that. I didn't do that, but fine. You know, wherever I'm gonna. Since I got the publisher to say he's gonna publish it now, yeah, I'm gonna go search out the uh, you know uh, Instagram and because your art is on there too. Because your art yeah. is on, on Instagram as well too. Well, I didn't I didn't know that somebody else is handling that for me. I mean, okay. a friend. I I don't know anything awesome. about it, but a uh, Patreon. I have a a, a, a a channel on Patreon, Patreon slash Larry Hankin. Uh, and also my own website, which is therealarryhankin.com. So you can see me on there. But the book is on Amazon. And it's, like I say, a great book. But I'm, oh, I'm, I tell you what, uh, I'll send you a 36-second little TikTok sample. Uh, awesome. I'll send it to you. And you can actually, actually uh, you did send it to me. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you did send it to me, and uh, if uh, you know, put it up there whenever you can, you know, or or share it, whatever you. Actually, want to do. we could go ahead and do that right now. So here is uh, oh, cool. a little bit of a, a little bit a little tidbit here. Uh, let me see. It's this one. Oh wow, this is going to be great. This is a first. I believe it's this one right here. A lot of people. people. Yep, yeah. this is it. it's this one right here. So go ahead. This is the little preview of uh, the book for Larry Hankins, That Guy. A lot of, a lot people, of people come up to me and they, and they say, say, are you are that, that guy? guy? And, I'm and I'm thinking, thinking whoa, whoa, that's, that's a, great a great title for a book. book. Well, two words, words and you finish. A, a book is like nine well, months. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just too much. much. But no, they say, write what you know. I wrote it and then I read it. And it turns out that it's not just about that guy, which is a great title. It's about me. It's the, it's it's the, the wrong, wrong one? size, man. Oh, it's I know. <laughs> it's it's that's just the way I got it. <laughs> that's the way I. Oh wow! I, well, I, 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 you know, forget it then. I, I can't watch it. I, understood. Not, not understood. No do. problem. We'll stop understood. right there. No, not a big deal. Well, if anything, everybody could go ahead and uh, check out that uh, guy. That Amazon guy. and give it a gold star. There you go. There Absolutely. You go. Okay. There you All go. Right, thank, thank you, so much, you much, very Larry. much. I gotta thank go. Thank you, so much, thank you so much, on, Larry. Uh, on the on the Navarro Miller Report, we hope to have you here again very soon. Uh, yeah, maybe get a little bit of an time. update. 
you know, I mean, we loved having you here. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Again, thanks everybody for being on here. Right. If you're in Southern California area, please be careful out there. It's raining cats and dogs. Literally, I saw a dog just like a all the way down. So make sure you watch yourselves when right. you're driving, you know, and everything else. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, here for the Navarro Miller Report, along with this guy right here. Uh, I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, Larry Harrington just uh, went ahead and signed off right now. So make sure you check us out on Monday uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. We will be back on here. Of course, you know, providing that Jeremy doesn't like, you know, he's back in some way, you know, so. <laughs> I'm going to come over and Nancy Kerrigan you and we'll see how well you do. <laughs> oh, it's all in fun. We all love you. <laughs> everybody have a wonderful weekend and uh i will we will sue like we will be more than happy to have you guys back on here joining us here on the navarro miller report again on monday from 6 to 7 p.m pacific standard time and we will see all of you next time you have been listening to the navarro miller report